Aesthetic Podcast. I'm Eric, and this is Randy. We got topics today, tech topics all day. Topics of tech. Yeah, we got an Apple event happened. We want to talk about that. That's going to be cool. That was last week, and we're going to talk about other stuff too, Apple-related, like iPad versus Samsung tablet. We'll talk a little bit about whatever a Galaxy Book 2 is. We'll talk about Steam Deck. Yeah, dude, wherever that We'll thing see is, where right? we end up in this podcast. But we just talked about some, uh, we just listed off some topics we are interested in. Let's start with the Apple event because that was the um, kind of the meat. Yeah, let's do that. But before we do that, there's going to be a brief 30 seconds. Uh, yeah. I just want to, you know, because I feel like I'm, I'm a small part of the community now, but I'm still like, I'm still a member. You know what I You're mean? Like, we're still members. You have a community. member, dude. Uh, I just want to say that uh, I'm kind of depressed, but also excited to see that Dieter is from, from The Verge is moving on to bigger things. You yeah, know? Dieter um, from The Verge. He was like one of the two MVPs, I think, like for me. Yeah, same, uh, same. And he was definitely the MVP for me. Like I, yeah. I, I always enjoyed Dieter's content. I think it was like a mixture of like he was kind of, I don't know, we can kind of relate to his opinion, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, um, and like he was, I think he was technically, you know, he was strong. He had like good opinions. Yeah. And also, I don't know, he was just, he had good wholesome vibes, you know. He will be he missed. Content. He, he will, will be, be missed. missed. I guess, he, where is he going, Google? Yeah, he's going to Google. His his wife actually works for Google or has worked for Google for a long time. So, oh well, good um, for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah good, good for, for him. him. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, it it sucks for us, but 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 good for him. Did so. you see his uh, farewell video? Then I guess right. I saw the article. I did not see the video. Yeah, he did a video, uh, and he basically said goodbye, and then went in uh, to this big uh, story about his uh, Twitter handle. And uh, and stuff like that, and like what it means oh. to him and stuff. But I watched it; it's pretty good, man. I give it a watch. Cool. You know, it's kind of a sure. good send off for him as his last video. And right, uh, you know, so he'll definitely still be around on Twitter and stuff. But he sure. will be uh, official Verge content. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was cool. I thought uh, you know his last little video. But definitely ch- take a look at it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll move on to the Apple event. So Apple. Came out. We knew that they were going to... We talked about it last podcast. We were like, we what's going to happen? Did some predictions. Definitely different than I expected. Okay. Uh, I kind of expected there to be... I did expect the high-end iMac. Turns out the iMac at the high-end doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it seems like they're just killing that skew off completely. Like uh, It's gone. I forget whose coverage it was, but like, if you just type in like the old iMac 27, it just redirects you to the 24 page. Oh, interesting. I haven't, Have you seen, I haven't that? seen yeah, that. Yeah, so no. like the old URL was just, you know, like apple.com backslash I hyphen Mac half hyphen 27. Okay. And then the 24 was the 24 and the 27 used to take you to like what, the iMac Pro or something? Probably. And now it just redirects you to the uh, iMac 24. Interesting. So interesting. yeah, so that is very interesting. Yeah. Now, what I will say is there, they replaced it with a couple different options. Okay. You, you, you think a couple different options? Yeah, I do think a couple options. Okay. Uh, and I think that the reason... Um, I'm going to just dive right into this. Sure. They came out with their new display. Okay? So it's basically like they did come out with a 27-inch display, but it's not... Uh, and you can pair that display with either the iMac... Or not the iMac, shoot. Uh, the Mac Mini or like a Mac Studio, right? Which is their new high-end... Okay. 
uh, station. So really, it's like you can still have a 27-inch iMac, but it's not going to be an iMac anymore. It's going to be a Mac Mini with the studio display or whatever they're calling it. So it's just going to be a computer. Basically. It's not an (laughs) all-in-one anymore. Right, right. right. But, you know, there's pros and cons to this approach. One of them is, you know, one of the problems I had – with the IMAX is once the computer inside becomes obsolete, you the have a is also obsolete. Yeah, exactly. I was always felt like that was sure. a problem. I was like, I wish I could just swap out the internals or like, for example, use it as an external display, but you never, they never offered that. Right. You know, when you think about it, dude, that's not too pro, right? Like to, like to no. have an IMAX. No, it's not like to, like to I be never frank, thought of it that not. way. That's interesting. That's so an interesting. Take. I think it's better that they have them separate because sure. if the display sure. goes bad, your whole computer isn't dead. If the computer part goes bad, your display isn't dead. Also, you know what I mean, right? So I think that this is better. The only problem I have is it's expensive. So people are saying like the studio display. Here, I'll go ahead and pull it up for the uh, for um, the podcast to actually see. This is the Apple website, and here's their. They already had a Pro Display XDR, but they just came out, uh, announced the Studio Display, which is 27-inch, 5K Retina display. It has a, a camera. It has audio built in. It's $15.99. And, like, the the 27-inch iMac was, like, what, like $17.99 starting? Something like that? So I don't know. It's, like, now, pretty pricey, right? Yeah, but, like, I think that people were comparing it to, like, the LG 5K Ultrafine. Okay. Which is worse, right? Which okay. Well, and for the price, are they? It's twelve ninety nine. I think the five K ultra fine. Okay. You could probably pull. I mean, I'm not sure if if Apple still sells it. Uh, let me I, pull it up. I don't know. I'm just looking at the tech specs page. Yeah, here. Apple starts selling. Stop selling five K ultra fine monitor. Uh. So let's talk about yeah real on quick. Uh, LG side it it, yeah. it is in fact twelve ninety nine so okay so I don't know spec for spec the difference between those two displays but the Apple one's guaranteed to be like a well not guaranteed but it's probably much better well I could tell you, you know, I could tell wise. you just because I have it up right now yeah like, sure. I've seen the five K Ultra Finds in the Apple stores because that was the official monitor that okay. they used right. So, like, if you went there, you know, prior to the Pro Display XDR and prior to the Mac Studio, the 5K Ultrafine was made for Apple. Like, even right. if you go on LG's website, it says made for Mac OS. Um, so, the 5K Ultrafine is a gorgeous monitor. Uh, it's 27 inches. Um, but I'll tell you right now, it's a, it's a plastic boy. Like, like, like it's your typical computer monitor. Um, it's uh, DCI-P3 and 500 nits. I'm not sure what the, what the studio display is. Is it also 500 nits or is it 600? Uh, it's 600. Okay. So it's slightly yeah. brighter and you're going to get that Apple build quality. You know what I mean? So like, right. um, it also, I believe the studio display also has a, a 13 in it. You said it was the LG ultra fine 4k, 5k. 5K. I can just have it. I can't even find the 5k. There it is. I, I yeah. It send me the link. Thanks. But, uh, yeah. Cause I'm just trying to pull it up for the podcast to see yeah so this was apple's monitor when they were making uh we're not making a monitor sorry um they partnered with lg to put this together and it's not even available anymore no they they as soon as it came out they canceled it so yeah, yeah i mean okay so this is very similar actually you can just tell like it has the webcam at the top and everything yeah but this is way worse like just <laughs> just look yeah but the at cost it. kind of justifies the price of the studio display in my opinion right 
Yeah. You know so I, well, I, yeah, I think the studio display. So the uh, fifty-one twenty by twenty-eight eighty, that's the same resolution. So this is literally a like in-place replacement. It, that's exactly what it the, is. With, with I think Apple, the with, stand with, is probably worse. It, it, was it fully adjustable before, and now it's only like tilt unless you buy the upgrade. I'm looking yeah, at the that's probably worse. And from my understanding, I could be wrong on this, but the one report I've read right. um, said that there's no way for the default stand to go into portrait mode. To, uh, yeah, no, regardless it can't. of you which can tell version you get. Oh, well, you'd have to get the VESA adapter, but even then, it probably I don't had, know doesn't why. have like the. It's not going to auto switch like the right. Pro Display XDR would. Right? right. So. And I don't know why, but um, someone said that like the VESA amount for the studio display is awful. Mm. And I. I I don't know why that is. I, I don't know if it doesn't sit flush like the Pro Display XDR one does. Um, but one of the like reliable Mac sources I've had says like the vase amount for the studio is going to be a, a disappointment for a lot of people. Mm, that's a shame. Yeah, I, I, they, I wish I had more information on why that is, but I don't. Yeah, sadly. Well, let's. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It doesn't look the vase amount. I mean, it looks nice, but I don't know if it's actually good. It looks like it's centered and everything. I, I don't. I don't my, know. My guess would have to be that it doesn't sit nearly as flush as the Pro Display XDR one does, and it may not rotate. Mm. Those would be my two points of contention. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Good. Who knows, man? But let's yeah. talk about the display itself, because, you know, we're both display nerds, man. What do you we think are. about this display? So 5K, 27-inch, 600 nits. I mean, what's, uh, what's your opinion? 60 hertz. Like um, the, for the price. So here's where I'm at with this. Okay. So like they're putting, they're putting XDR displays in everything, literally everything, right? Like yeah. it's in the 12.9 inch iPad. Right. Why does this feel so backwards? You think that this should be a better display than it I is? I think it should be, I think it should at least have promotion. You, okay. So yeah. And that, that was my Chris. So it doesn't have promotion 60 Hertz locked. Right. Um, like, That's okay, shame. so like, let me refresh. Like, so like, does does does, does Apple use ProMotion lingo for the Pro Display XDR? That's also I'm, sixty hertz, right? It is. Okay, so here's my. They have no desktop display option that's above. Here's 60 what I'm hertz. asking though, because I don't know if it exists. Is there a 5K display that has over sixty hertz? I don't think there might not be. That's a I valid question. Is. I don't. Yeah, because I know obviously you can get 4K 120 and stuff like that. Right. Right. right yeah. Right. At 5K, I I don't know, but I, I, I don't haven't really really I haven't looked at the above 4K market. To be fair. Right. I haven't looked at what displays are available. I wouldn't be surprised if we're not there yet. Um, specifically with these displays, like the 5K ones. I, where it's probably like that's what you get. You know. But, it might right, be a right, it might be like a bandwidth he, issue because like what this is like uh well thunderbolt there are, three right there are 8k 30 displays right so like if you mm. do the math right so like if you took the resolution of like 8k you know it was like 7840 by something and then times that by the frame rate right that's how many pixels per second of bandwidth you need to push right so then i don't know you know what i'm saying like <sighs> so here's like, uh here's the I th problem i, th I it's think it's more of like 3, a, right? a, a controller issue right it's probably a controller issue. It's probably that they 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 probably could have baked it in. Thunderbolt three. I know it's has three USB C ports also, um, and it's saying three downstream USB C ports up to ten gigabits a second for peripherals. So it might be that it's just 
not giving all the bandwidth to the controller on board and it's dividing it across doesn't it have an a13 though to handle the 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 throughput for the thunderbolts and the speakers and the audio yeah i thought that was crazy it's a it's kinda... yeah so then like it shouldn't be a bandwidth issue because it has a separate coprocessor for those for those thunderbolt lanes yeah i can't i don't know i didn't make the thing but I, I, I know we're just, I think they could have done better ideas off one another. Right. But, but, but then again, it still only does have one upstream to the computer, yeah. which is limited to 40 gigabits per second. Right. So I'd say that they probably looked at it and was like, we don't need to offer promotion for this. Like the, they probably were like, it's the price isn't worth it. The market doesn't care. And it might be that the creative market using this doesn't care for promotion. Yeah. You but like, I don't know. No, like, that's valid. I can't, that's well, valid. I don't know why they put it on the uh, the MacBooks if, like, because you know my MacBook Pro 14 has ProMotion 120 hertz. So, like, why did they put it on there? Well, see, here's what I was getting at with the ProMotion branding because it's my understanding that the ProMotion branding is for their like LPTO technology. You know what I mean? Where like it can scale up and down. Like, I think that's what they brand ProMotion as because it sounds it? a little bit better than. LPTO, Does it actually right? adjust frame rate? I don't the, know. The MacBook? Yeah. I'm serious. I think it does. I don't know yeah. if it does. Yeah. Does it? All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. But I I wasn't sure that that was a part of the the deal. Well, now, I'm, if it is, then... Well, I'm curious. Yeah, I, I just don't know. The reason I even say that is I feel like it's difficult to make a display that can offer like an LTPO technology and have like across the entire refresh rate range, you still have the same colors and fidelity and stuff. Sure. Like, I feel like your display would have to adapt. I don't know. Maybe I'm foolish. <laughs> maybe I don't know anything, but uh, I don't know. I feel like they have like higher standards for their displays and to hit these like, you know, was it DCI-P3 color gamut yeah. and all this other stuff? Like, I don't know if they can hit all that uh, and still offer, like, on top of that promotion. It might just be a limitation, but I don't know. They definitely, it's definitely a disappointment. I can tell you that because the fact that I have it on my MacBook Pro, but I don't have it, like, I can't get it in this studio display. It's just kind sure. of sad. So I like the idea of 5K. I don't like the idea of 5K at 27 inches. Well, you know why that is, right? No. That's so you can have a full one-to-one -one 4K viewport for videos and still have room for a toolbar without compromising your one-to-one -one viewport ratio. It's actually smart. It's actually a good idea. No, I like the idea of 5K. I just think that it should have been 30 inches. Oh, I see what you're saying. Is what I'm getting at. 27 I inch, I feel like, is like a sweet spot for 4K but not for 5K. But that's just me. Um, well, because I have a 4K 48-inch monitor in front of me. TV. Um, which I feel like is pretty sharp. But, like, having 5K at, like, 27 inches, I just feel like, it, I don't know. It's probably fine. It's probably fine. I just like bigger displays. I think I've developed a preference for bigger displays now. No, I think so, too. I mean... I have two, but... Uh, Do you think it's fine, 27? you think that's a lot of people's sweet spot? I think it is. When I first got a 27-inch monitor, I you know, I was coming from like 23-inch boys and stuff. The Apple one is... is, is uh, it, it, it does adjust the refresh rate. 
Oh, it does. And 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 what's cool about the MacBook one, dude, is it'll auto sync to your timeline in Final Cut and DaVinci Resolve and stuff. Oh, it'll match refresh. Yeah. See, that would be really nice then for yeah. the studio displays because you know video editors are going to use this thing. You know, it'd be, it'd well, be like great. that's kind of what I mean, right? Like, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> it's going to sound weird, right? But like, I feel like I would maybe, uh, like watch movies on my iPad. <laughs> over this you know what I mean? yeah. like if i had a 12.9 inch ipad with the mini led right. like the thousand nits peak that's crazy yeah i know that's a good point as this thing isn't really hdr capable either it's like 600 nits brightness which is for yeah. sdr fantastic but right. we really want to hit that thousand nits yeah so uh, like how do you master hdr content on this you, you don't, don't you have to buy their larger option right yeah you're not you gonna have to buy the HDR. hdr is still kind of a you know what's wild is it's everywhere on phones like you can get hdr phones like nothing but like well it's everywhere on televisions too right it's it all yeah but like <laughs> if you buy a nice one if you buy is like there a, a non-hdr if you buy a cheap tv you can buy right now do they still exist yeah they, well here's the problem are you sure is, dude no listen dude listen like i just like i have a tcl freaking 4k tv that i bought on amazon it's hdr capable but no it's not like high brightness Right, right, but it's still HDR. It, it can still decode the HDR yeah, but signal. That's, yeah, but like you're not having a true good HDR experience is my point. I mean, theoretically, aren't our OLEDs not HDR 1000? So. <laughs> Don't I open mean, that can of worms. You're right. You're you're 100% right, though. Is uh, But at the same time, I feel like the dynamic range that the OLED offers you with those really dark darks, uh, you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, I, I agree with you, man. Like, I think that even OLEDs right now, they can do a really good OLED, like, HDR experience because you don't get any of that blooming or nothing, you know? Right, right. So it's just crisp. But, like, I remember when I was doing HDR on the PG27UQ ASUS uh, monitor, that had a 1,000 nits with, like, you know, local array dimming zones or whatever, right? Full, full, full array local yeah. dimming. Yes. And that thing was, like, way bright. You know, yeah. like, and, and like that had no ABL stuff. Like that thing was like, it's, it's seriously it a different though, level. Right? Like, it did have bloom. I remember like having seen the bloom and it, it was kind of in some instances, it was definitely distracting, but yeah. it was still like powerful, you know, like the HDR experience it could offer in the right scenario was super bright, punchy. And I really liked it, you know? So no, no, I don't disagree with that. I, I feel like OLED has a long way to go. Like I know that we got QD OLED from Samsung now that can hit even brighter peaks, but not like a thousand nits peak on like that new one, I guess sure. that uh, you Linus reviewed it today. The uh, new, uh, Alienware ultra wide that's 3841-2160. It's like the, the new gold standard for ultra wides, right? And that thing's got the QD OLED for a thousand nits peak. And that thing is like really good. Um, but it's still not, it still has ABL, you know what it's I mean? Still, does, does he mention the ABL? He does. Yeah. So he talks about like, it's got like at worst case scenario at like full screen, it's like 250 nits peak. That's like, rough. It'll, it'll dip that, that low, you know? And that's just what ABL does. He talked about like the 10%, 20% window, like how much you dim and, uh, it's, it's there, man. Like that's just the, that's the problem. So is that like a power thing? Like we just can't. I still don't know what it is. Like I because like because like 
I don't know what if it, it is. If it was a power thing, like 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 there are people out there like you and I who who don't care how much mo- power a monitor. No, pulls. dude. You know what I mean? Milk my freaking yeah. wall outlet, bro. Yeah, dude. Milk, milk it. Milk it. Dude. Dude, I'll I'm, put a two forty in. <laughs> yeah, I'll put a two forty in for the display. No yeah. shit. I'll, I'll run that Romex wire through the wall right now, dude. Let's go. Yeah, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I'm serious. Like, I keep, I keep thinking about it, and I'm like, why are they holding back? Like, why are we ABLing at all? So we need to look that up. Yeah. Because yeah, like, I wish I, I knew. I wish yeah. I had an answer for it, guys. We don't. And I, I don't know. I kind of wish because uh, that's why I'm looking at the micro mini LED stuff, and I'm like, that could still be the future the future it still could be because if we can't overcome the abl i don't think we're ever going to be in this golden age of hdr mm-hmm. I, you know i i really don't think so cuz abl just r- kills me it really does anyway back to the studio display we're pretty much wrapped up on it yeah i think so too but like i think it looks nice aesthetically I think it looks fantastic aesthetically. Um, like, if, if I ran a Mac mainstream, I, I make out. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no, for sure. Like, I would want one, but like, honestly, to me, I would just get the Pro Display XDR. That still. kind of leads me to like another uh, comment I have about yeah. that. Yeah, you know, like, and like you and I are like big, big offenders of this, right? Like, okay, it's really hard for us to justify why we want certain Apple products it's like emotional and like it, it, it sounds cliche but it really is it's dude. emotional yeah like could i buy a better display than that product absolutely is is my current display uh, technically better than that yes do i still want the apple one yes <laughs> you know dude, what i mean the Pro like, display xdr does things that our current shit doesn't do no i'm saying i'm saying the but you're right the studio display yeah okay even that like uh, yeah, because like everything's a trade off, right? Like they have a sex appeal display, man. Yeah. It's really sex appeal. I bet you the speakers on that are going to be like really good for monitor speakers. Like, dude, they're probably going to be insane. They're going to be probably going to be, be like, like what? two home pods. <laughs> I know. It's going to be nuts. Because, yeah. you know, Apple's kills it with their, and they have more room in this thing than they do in the Macs and everything. So that's what I mean, dude. They're going to have bigger drivers, dude. They're yeah. going to, they're going to milk those speakers, dude. That's like, what they're I gonna, mean. Yeah. Dude, you buy it for the speakers, dude. Don't buy it don't for the display. Even, yeah, that's what I mean. I, those speakers are I mean, like, like two $200. The display is Bluetooth. probably C tier, but the speakers are probably S rank, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, that's the display, a good point, dude, dude. display is going to be like, it's literally, it's almost like they took the best parts and the essential parts of the iMac, crammed it in the studio display, and was like, yeah, that computer you want along with it, you can just buy that separately, dude. Get the get the Mac Mini or Yo, that Studio Boy. Can I tell you something that like I thought about when they announced the the, the Studio Display XDR? What? Or, or, or no, the, the yeah, Studio XDR, Display. Just, yeah, just the Studio Display when they yeah, said yeah. they had like an A13 or whatever in it. Yeah. I was like, yo, how cool would it be like if you could push a button when your computer is not on, that thing just became a giant iPad? I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, why didn't they just put like iPad yeah. OS on it with a touchscreen? And you yeah, would have been like that when been there busted. was no signal, it was just like 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 a like a home hub. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like a like a desk iPad. How cool would that be? Dude? I'd be y'all. I'd, I'd be on board with that in a heartbeat, dude. And yeah. then you would get people to buy it who didn't need a monitor, who just wanted a big dude. iPad on their desk, bro. No, you're right. Think about like you know, because they already talk about the iMac for like in the kitchen. Yeah. Dude, no, 
get the freaking studio display with iPad OS on it, and then you'd have the perfect. Like we dude, just talked about how Apple missed needs opportunity, that. dude. Like, missed opportunity. Yeah, I know. Missed opportunity, but yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the next freaking product, or, or we'll stay here forever. Uh, we, the Mac Studio is probably the one we want to move on to. Yeah, let's move on to that. I so, guess. Yeah, I guess we can hit the other little minor things. The Mac Studio. So I got it pulled up. It says it's from 1999. Okay, this is it's basically like, like the tall- year. <laughs> <laughs> no, of the cost. <laughs> That's how yeah. much it costs, bro. Oh, excuse me. Uh, maybe it's going to party like it's 1999 if you use this. You know maybe. maybe. It looks dude. like a, a Mac Mini, but taller. Okay. Um, and it's running. Uh, it's got some pretty good I.O. I'm looking at the, the I.O. here. You know, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's got 10 gig uh, Ethernet on board, HDMI out, Thunderbolt, all that jazz outrageous performance here's what i think is interesting they announced a new chip m1 ultra so you can get this thing with m1 max which they already had in the uh you know top of the line macbook pros like the 14 and the 16 but now they have the m1 ultra which is basically two m1 maxes glued together didn't max tech like predict that though like they did dangerously predicted that so did uh so did snazzy labs like they talked about like this is coming you know and uh, so nobody's really surprised about this. I think, I don't know. I think I'm not surprised, but I'm also still a little shocked. Okay. Because Why? the M1 Max was kind of already nutty. Like it's basically four M1s glued together. Yeah. And then you glue two M1 Maxes together and then you got the Ultra. Although let's what do you talk think about that the- scalability though, dude? Uh, of the uh just the m the m1 like how it's just, just like, like the whole architecture to just be that linear isn't that wild how it's yeah. scaling this well it's like it's like how did they not run into a bottleneck that's what the the guy that designed this stuff like the team like wow kind of magic speaking of the guy that designed that um this is a, a little off topic on topic but that's okay that's okay that's what it's we do okay. here um <laughs> the guy who designed that went to intel right right and I saw an interview pop up on the Intel subreddit the other day. I just realized that Intel not only has the M1 GOAT, but they also have Raj from AMD now, too. I, know. I forgot about that, dude. I'm like, oh, my, like, like, Wonder Trim Powers activate, dude. dude. Like, they they must have been like, oh, shit, like, ain't, we're getting hit dude. on both fronts. Let's dude. freaking, <laughs> let's Whatever pull Intel out our has come out for, like, 13th or 14th gen, yeah. watch out, dude. Yeah, it's coming. Well, they already talk about how they're going to compete with M1 and yeah. price to, or sorry, uh, performance per watt. So they already talk about how they're going to be able to beat them yeah. in performance per watt. And I'm like, well, that's really a bold statement because, you know, what Apple is doing with the ARM architecture, like it's just been insanely efficient. Right, so you're telling me right. under x86, you're going to outdo what Apple can do on ARM? It just seems like that's it seems an, crazy. Uh, that's, dude. Yeah, that's a hard hill to climb because, uh, you know, they always say how ARM is like this power efficient architecture. And then you're telling me well, x86 can rival it. Well, here's the thing, dude. Like, like yeah. I caught wind of, of of Microsoft is already working on Windows 12. Uh, uh, what? With what? native ARM support. So Well, they already have ARM Windows, right? But, like, it sucks. You right. know what I mean? Like, it's, it, they have, like, the... They can't do what Rosetta 2 can. You know sure. what I mean? That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem we're having right now is they just can't do it. 
Um, and so no one's going to adopt Windows for ARM. They tried it way back with Windows 8, you know? They had, like, the ARM versions of, uh, you could buy, like, the Surface. Uh, uh, Surface Pro X. Yeah. You know well, that's the current one, right? Well, it's yes and no. I mean, here's the thing. So, like, they keep calling it the X. Like, they don't update the name. Mm. But it's, uh, you can either get it with SQ1, which is the first ARM chip, or you can get it with SQ2 now. So okay. they are updating it. Oh, okay. They are continuously updating it. And I'm um, sure that there's like a small market for people that want to run Windows on ARM, but like it's just not it's just not really there. You know what I mean? It's um, just not there. There are a lot of people, you know, cuz I've been doing some research. There are a lot of people who love it. Um and, and and you are right. It is a small niche of people. Uh but the reason people like it so much is because uh you can get a 5G version of it. Oh, interesting. So they could use it like Yeah, cuz Qualcomm mobile. makes the SQ processor. So Interesting. You can you can, you can get uh, a five G enabled Surface Pro X. So like, if you really just need something for like Office Suite, you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. pretty lucrative. Yeah, so. you're a road warrior. You need something that yeah. can be online. Without, yeah, I was like, like, oh well, that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Office is pretty easy to run. I'm sure it runs great on that because as a native client. Um, and then if you just need something that that like, like you said, like you're a traveling salesman or something, like yeah, I could see that being a good buy. Yeah, I kind of wish that, like, they offered that in, like, your MacBooks and stuff. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool, right? Like, why don't we have... I get, like, that you can buy the, the like, mobile hotspots and stuff, or you could use your phone tether, but, like, that's an extra thing. Like, I kind of wish yeah. it was just built in. Like, I, that's the kind of benefit of the cellular iPads and stuff. Like, you know, people... No, I agree. You I know, agree. it's like, why can't we get that same benefit in, like, their laptops? But... Incur. Yeah, whatever. But let's talk about the Mac Studio, man. This thing looks... uh pretty interesting so it does doesn't it two versions really uh it looks like 1999 for the base m1 max version and then you go up like two grand if you want the m1 ultra one so pretty insane but the performance in the ultra i haven't looked at benchmarks yet and i don't think there are any <laughs> that we've seen because there's been no reviews of this thing but uh, you know it's going to be insane uh <laughs> Let's just say that 64 gigs base unified memory up to 128 gigs of unified memory. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, doubles Sorry, the on. memory bandwidth from 400 gigabytes a second to 800. That's kind of crazy. Uh, it it doubles your video encoding engines, um, and decoding from the M1 Max because obviously it's like two Maxes glued together. Sure. Um, they talked about like being able to handle like 18 like 4k streams at once or something crazy something Eight, stupid. 18 8k streams 8K stream. yeah no way yeah do their 8k so, streams yeah it's like why would you uh, okay you know that's can wild. you try to pull up that article i'll, I'll try to find it too because that that geek bench one where i put it like 10 percent slower than 64 core threadripper wait really yeah, no but way. it's Geekbench, dude. Core Threadripper? It's Geekbench, though, dude. So it's it's it, it's basically Apple's own in-house benchmark. Okay. That, that, that's, like, highly optimized for ARM. Yeah. Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't know, um, man. But, yeah, that's the one that everyone runs on Apple products. So, yeah, I don't go. know, man. There you go. I, I, You're linking me? Can you bring it up? Yeah, of course. Of course I can do it. Um. All right, so... Nearly matches Threadripper 3990X, which is their, that's their cream of the crop big boy, right? Yeah. I mean, you could scroll down and see it. Yeah. So, hold on. I'm looking at the, 
So Apple M1 Ultra single threaded. Oh yeah, so you you showed me this earlier. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so let's let's talk about single threaded first. The the king being the i9 12900K and I mean it's not beating it but it's also not like far behind. And then multi-core, it's not beating the Threadripper 3990X but it's not far behind. And it but it far exceeds the like i9 in multi-threaded. It far exceeds the Threadripper in single threaded. I think like you have a really powerful well-rounded chip and honestly the fact that it's that close to threadripper again this again, is it's again geek though. it's geek branch though boys you're right so but like if that if this if these numbers are a little bit true that's kind of crazy what's interesting to me is the whole picture right like if you look at the 12 9 uh, the 12 900k yeah like this is an 8 plus 8 chip right right so um uh, it's not that far behind the, the, the 128 thread core boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it seems like Moore's law isn't dead, right? Like it seems like we're getting substantial gains. Yeah. I keep thinking lately. that too. I was like, when is more Moore's law going to kick in? Cause yeah, we're, we're always finding ways around, you know, the, the transistor the, limit yeah. before we start to get like superposition issues. Exactly. I'm like, how are we still getting smaller and faster and less power hungry? It just keeps yeah. happening. And like, it's exciting. It's super exciting. Cause I love to see more performance, obviously. Right. So, right. I think we all would like, look at I mean? the performance so. you get. And this isn't no freaking big desktop or server, dude. This is like a tiny, this is like two, uh, Mac mini stacked, on top of each other. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like that's this the form factors I mean, remember when they made the trash can PC? The I do. Apple like uh, I'm going to I'm going to look it up. <laughs> I'm going to type in Ash, Apple trash can. I'm sure it'll come right uh, up, dude. Come right up, dude. Yeah. Um so that thing was pretty cool, but it was also like uh I feel like it became obsolete very quickly. Um okay. trash can Mac. So it was, I don't know, man. I just, was that thing ever really fast? And I know it had Xeon in it I don't and know stuff. enough about it to, to speak to it without it sounding was super like expensive. I'm ignorant. So. Yeah. I, I feel like it wasn't like a big hit product. I think that it just you wasn't good enough. You know what that thing became, enough. dude? What? You, you know the trash can Mac became the Xbox Series X. What do you mean? Look at the shape and the cooling design, dude. It's literally the same thing. Uh, uh, yeah, good point. Actually, good point. That yeah. kind of vertical cooling solution with, with like uh, the vertical tower and yeah. everything wrapped around it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 a it's it's the Apple Xbox Series X. Yeah, dude. I think that the the Mac Studio is a lot more compelling uh, of a product than like the trash can Mac was. This thing is like on another level of value, I think, compared. Now mm-hmm. I know that four grand's a lot, but like, yeah, but like y- you're not gonna get four grand, right? Like you're gonna upgrade the M1 Ultra, like you're gonna get the the, the 5700 one because that's not the full 64 core one. Well, no let's one's build one, one out just for fun, right? Like, so I think yeah, it's like you're 5799 right. is is if is I were to buy, to buy one, it would be 5799. So you're gonna get the the M1 Ultra with the 64 core GPU because yeah. you know you're not gonna get the 48. You're gonna get the 128 unified. I want to point out something here. I want to point out something here. I thought Apple was going to charge at least twelve hundred dollars for to du- to double the RAM. So, I actually think the 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 RAM doubling is is is, is not that bad for Apple. Yeah, for Apple to be sure, but like right, 
it's you know still I mean? a premium, but like it's still a it's premium probably, for sure. But like I it's expected, unified, it's on board, it's probably it's fast as hell. Um, I expected the sixty four to one twenty eight option to be twelve hundred or sixteen hundred. To yeah. be honest with you, yeah, not eight hundred. So I was kind of like, oh well, well that becomes a no brainer if you're already spending five thousand dollars. You know, yeah, like 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 I feel like if you can afford five thousand dollars, you could probably afford fifty seven ninety nine. I know? think that yeah, and the one I would buy is fifty seven ninety nine. I would Same. one terabyte storage is fine. I'd use external storage or a NAS if I wanted yeah. more. This thing, yeah. The way I view like storage, especially on a desktop computer, is like I just need enough to work on a large project. Exactly. And have everything installed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then I'll offload anything that yeah. I don't need because, yeah, I mean my desktop PC that games is a little different because I have you like terabytes of games. of games, right? Yeah. Like each game is like hundreds of megabytes sometimes, or sure. <laughs> megabytes, gigabytes sometimes, and all those MBs, dude. Yeah, it's it's insane. So, but with like, uh, like a, just a work computer like this, uh, yeah, you, you probably don't have like more than a terabyte's worth of project data per project. So, right. you know, I would just stick to that, but that, yeah, and like that laptops pretty- are a little different too. Cause you want to be able to take multiple projects with you if you're going somewhere, if you're yeah. at on location working on multiple projects. Yeah, it's true. Like if I, if I wasn't going to be in a fixed location where I have a ne- network storage attached, like this right. is a. You know, I mean, it's portable. This is a stationary machine it for is. all intents and purposes. I mean, technically, it's so light you could grab it and go, but like, right. you, you're not going to do that, right? Like, unless you're MKBHD, where they used to have the travel iMac, the the 27 inch travel iMac, the Pelican cased. Dude, I can't believe he did that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, uh, like it's like why didn't oh you just? But they didn't have laptop options that were they powerful wa- enough yeah. for 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 their Final Cut Red footage. Exactly. So I was like, well, if they want the best performance on the go, like the travel iMac. But, you know, I think they finally retired it when we had the uh, M1 Max. Uh, come yeah. Out. Yeah. They retired it yeah. when the M1 Max came out. Yeah. So interesting, though, right? It is interesting. So, but yeah, I don't know. I just want to hit talk about the Mac Studio. I think it's cool. It's a little expensive. I don't need it. It's not for me. Um, I want to talk to you about something else, though. Yeah. Okay. Because they did make that announcement at the end of the keynote saying, that they've almost finished the transition to Apple Silicon. And there's only one device left, Mac Pro. Okay. So yeah. what my two questions for you are, one, what are they putting in Mac Pro processor-wise? And two, will Mac Pro be modular? You know, this is a very tough question. This is a very tough question. We don't have a lot to go off of. No. History-wise, right? No. Now, we know what they offer currently, which is a modular Mac Pro, right? Like, it's x86, it's got Xeon, I think what? But, like, uh, here's the weird part, dude. It's, like, the whole selling point of the new Mac Pro is how it has those literal modules, how everything just pops out. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. It's upgradability. It has PCI PCI slots. You can upgrade it, um, you know, put different cards in it, whatever, accelerators or GPU, whatever. Right, Um, right. Yeah, it's it's kind of nutty because they want to. They said they want to replace it. Like they implied that we're going to offer a alternate product to. I think we are going to get an alternate product for sure. But I don't know, man. Like they could. I just don't know what they'll do. So they they obviously are going to put Apple Silicon in it. But what are they going to do? Glue two M one Ultras together. (laughs) You know. But again, what about the modularity? You know what I mean? And like. I don't know. Like the whole thing is weird, right? Because then if they do that, you don't really need a box bigger than the Mac Studio. You know what I mean? 
It's so really like, hard to say. What are they planning, dude? It's this. It's going to be wild. I don't whatever it is because they're going to replace it. They we thought like when I f- first was watching the keynote, I thought the Mac Studio replaced it, but then they I were like, so too. I thought so too. This doesn't. Um, I also I, I I'm not too sold on the name Mac Studio. Yeah. When they whenever in the keynote they said Mac Studio, I was I was just like. It just sounds weird. It was like Max Studio. Well, it bothers me for a reason because literally the Surface line just came out with the Surface Studio. Yeah. So like, you know what I mean? Like, why do that? I know. It's like, why are all the big OEMs like saying, calling their shit the same thing? Yeah, it kind of bothers me. It bothers me too. And like also with the M1 Ultra, I'm like, okay, so you went with the Ultra route this time. You know like, what I mean? Like, if you remember when the, what was it, the, the S20 Ultra came out from Samsung, like, yeah. MKBHD made a whole video on the Ultra name and, like, how no one's used it before and, like, what Ultra stands for and all this stuff. And now <laughs> it's, he? like, all the tech companies are like, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, let's use that one. You're Ultra. Gonna... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it's Maybe wild. we're going to have, like, the M1 Omega. Dude. <laughs> dude, if they did that, oh, my God, the I'd M1 go wild. I'd buy it, dude. I'd go it just wild. Just the God of War symbol on it, dude. Oh, man, yes. That's it. That's the next step, dude. The Omega. The yeah, M1 the M1 Omega. Omega. That's coming. It's, it's going to rock your world, dude. It's going to be four M1 Ultras glued together. That's it, dude. <laughs> it's going to be dual slot. It's M1 literally Omegas. glue, too, bro. Literal glue. Literal glue, baby. <laughs> oh, man. Now, I don't know what they do, but I don't feel like it could be modular. The, all the M1 devices have been soldered on, like, the SOC is an SOC, dude. Like, what are they going to do? Are they going to have, I mean, you might have PCIe slots, but why? And, like, they I, have That's to, what I don't understand is, like, where does the modularity come in? And, like, here's here's my other question, too, right? So, like. I know red has like that red rocket card. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 that like dog dick thing. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And like, I know that, um, DaVinci Resolve sh- sells a PCIe Fairlight accelerator. Yeah. Yeah. I'm aware so of that. So where does this stuff come in? Well, those accelerators, need? like with the media engine, you don't even need them. You know okay. what I mean? Like you just don't need them anymore unless sure. you have like a specific codec, like, like red specifically. Right. But most people transcode into ProRes ProRes because you can, like, it's not like a problem. So if that's the case, like if people actually need to work in red, then maybe, maybe you'll get those accelerator cards. And, and that would be the, that's why you still need the modularity. But like, I think a lot of people see the scam behind that. Like why do that when I have ProRes raw, sure, like it, media engine built in to my, you know, my Mac, like why would I work in red? Can I ask you something else then too? Sure. Um, well, not ask you something else, but I, I want to call out something else, too. So glad it has 10 gig networking. Yeah, I know. That's one thing that I'm just glad to see it. I'm tired yeah. of why is 10 gig not like standard in everything now? In this 2.5 gig nonsense is just bizarro world. I don't understand like why networking has been so slow to progress. Adopt it? Well, cost, right? I would assume, right? But cost why? and heat. I don't know. Cost and heat? That sounds so dumb, though. To me, because like over the years, we've seen like crazy progress in every other area of technology. 
Okay. Even wireless. But wired networking has stayed the same for like 20 years. You know, we've had gigabit Ethernet sure. forever in everything. Well, I mean, in the cons- well, I think the issue is there's no need in the consumer space, right? Like gigabit Ethernet in an enterprise room is like not not existent anymore, right? So like, so like, we've go- we've okay. done this before. Like like, there's terabit internet. You know what I mean? So like, there's things that there's 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 dark fiber. There's things that exist outside of that, but like. I mean, a good majority of the world doesn't even have gigabit internet to their homes anymore, or 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 yet. You know what yeah, I mean? So I think like, that's like a, most people I connect think you wirelessly. Touch on it. That's exactly true. Wireless hasn't been fast, so right. So like, there's no reason for them to 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 do that right. for the consumer. I think it's yeah because like it's like okay, we have gigabit, but that's been future proof because like we haven't no one's had gigabit internet. So it's like your your bottleneck is already there no matter what, right? Um, so the so like networking is already fast enough for like ninety three percent of the population. Yeah, I know, I know. It's just as someone that has a NAS, that's the only reason. I get it, but like right? you could buy Intel makes a NIC that takes an SFP. You can get one of those. Yeah, I, I'm actually about to get a uh, like a PCIe like NIC that is ten gig. You know, no get get the one um, I recommended, dude. That just takes an SFP. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Be- because then you, you can make it anything, dude. You can make it anything. Yeah, you can just put an SFP in it yeah. whenever you yeah. want. And it's like you want. it's like ninety bucks. I'll link it to you. It's worth it. Yeah, I'm I'm about to upgrade because like I'm about to build a new NAS. It's gonna be ten gig. It's probably gonna have multiple ten gig ports on it. So I can have multiple 10 gig like connections to it at once. Like Amanda's PC can get to it 10 gig. I can get to it 10 gig full hog, you know, like that's what I want to be able to do. And because I want fast, fast network storage for video editing and other purposes. Cause like, I don't want to have, like we just got done talking about how we don't want to have like a ton of storage like built in when we have NASs. So, right. Yeah. There it is, Amazon, man. I'll pull it up for the podcast to look at. Why not? There it is. 10 gig PCIe NIC. Let's go. Single FS. That's the one you want to with the Intel controller. Yeah. All right. Looks good, man. I mean, $98. Pretty good. Yeah. I still got to buy the SFP. That's going to be another, you know, $50. $48. Yeah. I mean, like, so. but you I mean, can get honestly, it from FS.com, too. Yeah. Be cheaper. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. So it's still kind of, 10 gigs still kind of expensive. But, yeah, I'm glad that Apple built it in. You know what you could buy with that, dude? You can just get those those, those FSP interconnect tables for, like, 13 bucks, And I haven't com- com- converted to Cat 6. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, could. yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I have to look at that. But, uh, but, yeah, I'll go to 10 gig eventually. I'm glad they built it in finally. So good for them. Yeah, that's a nice. But, anyway, nice. last, uh. What's your last kind of two cents on the Mac Studio? Uh, I think that if you're if you're if you don't play games, I think it's a very compelling option. You know what I mean? Like if again, you're, if I so play you're games, saying if you're a creator, like this is something that yeah, and I'll kind of touch on that a little bit when I get to to to, to some of our other topics too, because like right, it kind of ties in. But you know, I think that what Apple is doing is just even if you weren't an Apple fan before and like, I don't really believe in like being like 
even though I am a I, fan I, I, I don't like to say that I'm a fan of companies. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I am. So like it's a do as I say, not as I do type thing. Exactly. Um, it's hard to turn a blind eye to exactly what Apple is putting out. No, I agree. I, I think it's an interesting and unique product. I think it's very powerful. I yeah. think that people are going to pick it up that need it. I think most people don't. Even me, mm -hmm. like, you know, I, I want to sell almost <laughs> my 14-inch MacBook and just go back to my 13. Because Can I tell you something on that note? Yeah. If I were to get a MacBook, I mean, I guess we could transition in, in we should this topic we should because I'm like there's sure. nothing else that Apple put out that I care about like I don't sure. really care about the iPhone SE and stuff like that so so um uh if I were to get a MacBook I think I would get the MacBook Pro M1 10 core like the upgraded M1 Pro but I think I would I think I would honestly still get 16 gigs of RAM over 32. I just like having more you know when it comes to I memory. like having more too. But um, I watched a really good video, right? And my really and 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 in that really good video I watched said, "Why would you buy something you're not going to use?" And like, I get it. I do all the time. I I do it constantly. Because you know? what if I would use it? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. But I know, I know that I would primarily edit photos on it, and I would primarily edit videos on my desktop. So if yeah, I'm primarily editing photos at. on it. I know that 16 gigabytes is plenty on unified architecture for photo work. Yes. And it may potentially give me a little bit more battery because dims do consume power. Okay. So Yeah, I, that's a good point, man. Like, I'm at that point now. Like, I bought the M1 Max equipped 14-inch MacBook Pro because that was the most... Uh, it was a beefy boy. Yeah, beefy, you, you, most you, powerful. Grabby hands, dude. You got grabby hands. I had grabby hands, and, like, I... Like at the time, I think I just my, I knew how crazy the performance was going to be. I knew it was going to be a fantastic laptop, right? Without right. question. What I didn't really anticipate was the battery sacrifice I was going to be making, because that's exactly what happened. the thir the The thirteen inch MacBook Pro with the M one was like you could go full tilt on it and last for hours, and the fourteen inch. Even if I'm just kind of doing casual stuff, drains very quickly, and that bothers me. Like, mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I like to this day since owning it, I haven't used any of those like intense features, features because I right. have my desktop and I video edit on my desktop because it's still even after my benchmarks, it's still better uh, with GPU encoding uh, with like like the 3080 doing the grunt of the GPU stuff. It was still faster. Uh, at doing like a um like a video render right sure so well, I just didn't really so I haven't really made the transition like I told myself I would and like yeah on the go I could do a lot of work on it but I'm never on the go you know I'm I'm at home I have my desktop. but I feel like the M1 Pro wouldn't prohibit you from doing that work it would just it would just be when I do need to do it, it wouldn't be as good, but it would still mm. be good. Like that's, what's cool about the M one yeah. is it, yeah. people were doing full time, like video editing on like just the MacBook pro or like the MacBook air is the right. same chip, just throttles. You know what I mean? So, so what I was going to say about how I decided to not even get 32 gigs, if I were to go that route yeah. was because I used the base M one thirteen for over a year. And there was never a time where it's like, oh man, I'm out of RAM. You know what I mean? Like yes. that never happened to me. Yeah. I think for me, um, 
I would still be on the 13, but the only thing preventing me from selling the 14 is I like the better display on it. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Because I have promotion. I have like this, uh, what is it? Mini led, right? Backlit. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very HDR capable display. It's isn't a thousand nits. It's beyond that. It's like sixteen or something, sixteen hundred something. Really? Like that. I I thought it was a thousand to match the the oh. desktop one. No, that could it's be wrong. better. Hold on. Uh, yeah, let me fourteen inch MacBook Pro. I'm gonna look it up because I I I'm pretty dang sure it's uh the displays are even brighter. I thought it was a thousand nits too. Uh, as well. It, no, maybe it is. No, it says a thousand nits sustained full screen, sixteen hundred nits peak. Wow. So do you have it with you? Like, like, like by uh, it? No, I don't. It's downstairs. But uh, yeah. yeah, it can get hella bright. And I was doing, I did a lot of HDR testing, and it is super bright. Um, it's insane how how good. Like, if you're doing HDR video, like it's still a great product. It's like mm-hmm. the best. HDR mastering display I have in my house right. much better than my OLED just because of its peak brightness. But even still, you can master HDR on this LG. You can know? I tell you what I don't like sure. about my OLED since from the topic? Mm-hmm. I I do a lot of photo editing, as you probably know. And like we we've touched on it before, but like um, if you like, don't notice it. And then ABL kicks in your exposure is way off. Oh my God. That's, you know that's another mean? thing that kills me. Yeah, dude. It's, it's actually, it's actually a nightmare for like doing color work. If you full screen, it's a problem. Well, if you work I, in a window and like you, I use Lightroom black... full screen, obviously. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So. Well, yeah. But like, you know how Lightroom has like a dark mode kind of. Yeah. So like that helps because it does you... help. But like. I don't know, like, there there are times where I'm like, man, all my photos are really underexposed, and then, like, I minimized Lightroom, and then my ABL turned off, and I was like, oh, fucking great, you know? No, you're right. So, ABL is definitely a factor in, in photo work. It, if I, let me just say, if I did it professionally, there's no way I'd keep this OLED, you yeah. know, for, for, yeah. for, for that specific purpose, because mm-hmm. I would want something that never has ABL, ever. Right. You and can't. I, I yeah. would just, I would go with... Well, shit, like I might even go with the Apple display options, like the yeah. studio display or right. like even their pro display XDR, you know, like I would look at those for that professional level work because I could trust those to like give me a consistent experience. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And a lot of that's an SDR anyway. So you could go with a lot cheaper, like consistent display. That just yeah. has like really good like PCI D three like uh, P three maybe one of those like like ASUS Pro Art displays. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So They're there's good. a lot of They're other good, options. Yeah. Like, and honestly, now you could edit on the iPad because like Capture One's coming the iPad. Yeah. So if you use Capture One, I do. So I, do. Um, I don't know like like what 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 the feature parity is going to be though. We'll have to see. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. I don't know. I'm looking forward to trying it if they they bring it because. I think it'd be really cool. Like, like the iPad displays are really nice. So. Yeah, but so like we're gonna converge topics here because it came up. Okay. Um, Kelly has an iPad as her main machine, and for her, it's a great main machine. You know what I mean? Like great main machine. She doesn't have a laptop. She doesn't have a desktop. Her iPad is her computer, and that works great. You know? Yeah, for the sure. The problem is with Lightroom. So like, 
Apple doesn't give you access to the file system on iPad. So the problem is, is she has a 256 gigabyte iPad, okay? Right. And I bought her an external, an external car, an external uh, drive to store her photos on, okay? Yeah. Guess what you can't do? What, access that drive? You can't move Lightroom catalogs from iPad to the external drive, and you can't remove exports from Lightroom on the iPad to the external drive. No. It's, it's frustrating to no end. Oh my gosh, so like, to me, the only way to get stuff off would be like to mass airdrop everything. You can't. You can't you is can't the answer. You can't do that either? So, the workaround is, and this is, this is what infuriates me to no end. Um, the workaround, like... Can't use the files app? No. So this is what infuriates me to no end. Like, literally just grinds my gears, grinds my cogwheels, is the workaround is you would have to... Um, get the files on the external first and then import them from the external and then edit them directly off the external from the iPad itself. But if she imports them to her <sighs> iPad, they're stuck there forever. That they're, sucks. They're, they're there. Because like yeah. you don't have another machine to get the photos on the external right. with. Right. That's why, this is why iPad is like infuriating as like a yeah. main product. Like if, if that was like your, what's a computer, like that is your only machine. Yeah, that's why. That's you why it's not my computer. It. Yeah. It's yeah. just not, it's not there. It doesn't reach like that same level of usability that a desktop or a laptop yeah. and like, like with a real yeah, OS. Yeah, it has a files app on it now, but if you don't give me access to all of the files, it's useless. Yeah, and if you can't like move things around like that, like that's also useless. Yep. So it's like, I don't know why Apple does that. It's like they want to lock you into their ecosystem. Like you do it our way or no way at all. But that's wild. So yeah, that, yeah I mean, I'm hoping Capture One doesn't, offer me those same limitations like if i can't uh edit stuff like i put my photos on my nas so i want to yeah. be able to edit my photos that are stored remotely and then have my exports go to a specific folder i have a capture one i could tell you folder. right now if you use lightroom you would not be doing that that's why so they better let me do that or i'm not going to have a reason to use capture one on there i'm just be like well that's pointless yeah. but i mean if it I don't know. Hopefully they, gosh, I, I like it's how it's frustrating, just, isn't it? Man? Yeah, it is frustrating. Yeah. It's wild. Anyway, what were you talking about, dude? I don't even know. Uh, the MacBook display. Yeah. So the, yeah, I guess we were talking about that. Like we were, we were summarizing the Mac studio, dude, and then we were moving on. Yeah. Um, so let's just change topics altogether. Cause we're kind of sure. done with the Apple event. Yeah. Let's talk about whatever you want to talk about, man. You want to talk about iPad versus Samsung tablet? Uh, yeah, we kind of walked into that, like backed into that a little bit, right? Yeah, a little um, bit, a little bit. Uh, so I picked up a uh, Tab S8 Ultra, as you know, I'm back on the fold, and the S8 Ultra just looked cool. You know what I mean? It's this giant, Dude, super thin, 14.6 tablet. Yeah. And like, it's so nice. It's so nice. Um, however, in this transition, I also ended up buying a Windows laptop, uh, <laughs> which was kind of unexpected. Wait, uh, did you yeah, sigh, you, dude? Did yeah, you sigh? I did. Because you were like out of nowhere. He's like, yeah. he, he's like, I, I got a laptop. I'm like, what? You got something you didn't even tell me, dude. And it I wasn't did, even dude. a laptop that he had been talking to me about. No, no. Like he was talking. What were you talking to me about? Like the the Alienware one. The Alienware X14. Yeah. You were talking about the X14, yeah. and then I was like, don't do it. And you were like, okay. And then, the, like, the, I swear, it was like not even like two days later. You're like, I got a new laptop, dude. I'm like, what? It's like an yeah. HP. I'm like, yeah, what? Dude, I got an HP laptop, dude. 
anyway. it sounds gross doesn't it like uh, it like 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 it makes me want to return it it's, when you say it like that yeah dude. i know it's hp dude uh but you know what you, return you know it, what Here's, i'll say this then i'll say that the logo looks a lot nicer than it used doesn't to it, okay. doesn't it do turn upside down and, and, and honestly finger, dude. <laughs> middle finger exactly looks like the middle finger logo but i'll tell you another thing is the the actual physical design of this thing is actually pretty nice it is really it's nice. like the hardware like i don't know if it's gonna be apple but like you tell me how good is it uh the build quality is great. Like I have no problem for the build quality. Uh, okay. I mean, it's solid. It's all metal. Um, all metal. That's a the, big the, plus. Uh, the hinges feel really nice. Um, but I'll cover that in a second. Okay. Let me We're get back about to, the my, tablet. to my tablet dilemma and how I ended up with a laptop as well. So tell your um, story, dude. Yeah. So I got the Tab S8 Ultra, and like it's massive. It's a big boy, right? And the first thing you notice if you pick up a Tab S8 Ultra, literally when you take it out of the box, is just how thin it is. You immediately forget that it's 14.6 inches and you're just in awe at how thin it is. So to give you guys an idea, I'm sure everyone by now has seen like a USB-C cord. Um, The tablet is thinner than the housing on an Apple USB-C cord and thinner than the housing on like your traditional like Samsung USB-C cord. So like literally the tablet is thinner than like the part you grip on a USB-C cable. That's probably the best way to like make it you know, like relative to someone who hasn't held one, but right. just to realize how thin it is, is that it's probably, it's thinner than that. Okay. Um, pretty thin. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, I picked it up and like, I, at, at first, you know, coming from someone who basically lived off of an iPad for the past six years, I was like, wow, there's a lot of things I can do with this. Like, like thoroughly just impressed with like, you know, like Samsung's, you know, multitasking features. Uh, you can install multiples of the same app. Uh, so like if you have like a Google authenticator for work and home, you have to combine them just giving examples. Um, if you have like a work and personal Facebook, you can install multiple apps of those. Uh, there's a lot of use cases like, wow, you could do a lot of things with this. You this make is a good point, neat. man. Cause one of the things you can't do on an iPad is multi-user and people have been yeah. asking for that forever. Yeah. So like, I was like, wow, this is, this is really interesting. I mean, the multitasking is on a totally different level with, you know, uh, pop-up windows and and this is even before we get into samsung decks so immediately i was like wow maybe this thing can actually replace my laptop so i was literally trying all of these you know tweaks and workarounds and like different remote desktop clients and different you know wrappers for like nv and code and all this stuff to try to make it my laptop and at some point down the line i was like wow i'm getting like dangerously close but i don't think a tablet is still at that point yet to, to replace a laptop Okay. So that's how I also ended up with a laptop. Well, I never thought um, you were going to make your tablet like replace your laptop, right? I didn't. Like like that wasn't my intention either. I think it's because but it's like, so good. You're like it almost could. Yeah. You but, know what but, I mean? But like, it's getting compliment. to that point where like it almost could. And yeah. like part of and like some of the issues I ran into could be fixed in a month. Okay. You know, like for example, um some of the remote desktop clients don't identify the Samsung keyboard properly. So, like, if you remote in with, like, Microsoft RDP, I think works okay. Uh, but, like, Google Remote Desktop and Parsec and stuff, if you use the trackpad in those sp- uh, specific applications, left and right on the trackpad is up and down, and up and down is left and right. Oh, yeah. Goofy. And there's nothing you can do to fix that because it's just how the software is interpreting is uh, in- interpreting your movements. Wow. But, like, there were little things like that, but, like, small little glitches that really prevented it from being, like, the GOAT. Okay. You know? Um, Bummer. 
but like yeah it's super it's super it's a super good product and i would say its biggest downfall is it just doesn't have the app support that the ipad does mm. but in terms of like usability and like what you can and can't do with it it's it's on another level man it's on a completely different realm of, of like what samsung will allow you to do and what the, just like the the base android system allows you to do it's it, it's like oh you want to find an app that it's not on the app store well you can just sideload it I no big it. deal you know it. if you want to run the run seven copies of the same app you could do that too you know what i mean if you want to have eight windows open at the same time not a problem you know what i mean like it just lets you do whatever you want to do you want to have 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 access to the root directory on your and your tablet sure here it is you know what i mean like it's just like there's nothing that it that that, that, that like it doesn't lock you out for no reason if you can't do it it's because it just it's just not supported on android or, or arm you know what i mean like i get and it and that's that's pretty cool dude i get it you and know? like i've kind of gotten you know that same vibe lately like i've been an apple user on their their tablets and their phones for a long time but i there's many times where i kind of wish that i had some of that flexibility that android affords you and I get it, since right? i'm a fold so, user now you know like i've went back and forth between fold iphone fold i feel hmm. like um, you know, there's definitely pros and cons to both ecosystems even today, you know, like I, yeah. I still miss my iPhone, but like at the same time, I have a lot more going for me in the Android department right now. And so, in the tablet department, it's a little bit different because I always felt like iPad tablet apps were way better than the Android stuff. So for me, this is what I'm fully realizing and like... I mean, you could agree, you could disagree, obviously. It's pure, it's purely uh, subjective, right? So, like, I think that for people like you and I, and for maybe people of who, who listen to our podcast, maybe Android is the place for you. Mm. However, that doesn't mean Apple doesn't have a place for us or for other people, because if Kelly came to me today after, you know, trying out my S8 Ultra, and she said, what tablet should I get? I'm still going to tell her an iPad. Right. You know what I mean? I agree. I'm still going to say, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to take that away from them. I, I'm still going to say, you know, Apple, Apple exceeds at making a device for everyone. They really do. They have Samsung like the best device for them. Samsung and Android succeed at making a device that you could make do what you wanted to do. Yeah, it's true. But even beyond that, like if, uh, you know, that's why you went to get a Windows laptop is you need even more than that. Even more yeah. than what a tablet can offer you. Right. And right. and I get that. That's why I didn't think the tablet could replace the laptop. I'm impressed with Samsung what they have done like with Dex and everything like that. Like it it almost does. It definitely replaces your Chromebook and type of thing, right? Oh, it does for sure. It uh, does for sure. And you know what? I'll I'll even take it one step further that if I could have gotten um either Moonlight or Parsec to run as properly. well as it does on a one uh, properly, I probably wouldn't need a laptop. Yeah. I probably wouldn't. It's you true. Know? Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that being said, because like the laptop I got is the 2021 refresh of the HP Spectre X360. So it's the 14 inch 3K, 2K OLED model. So the screen's gorgeous, right? And like it's a three by two screen, which is really nice. And it has the whole 360 feature where it can fold back to a tablet. But as far as being a tablet, the S8 Ultra runs circles around the Spectre. You know okay. what I mean? Like, like, I think the S8 Ultra fit fills that niche of being a two-in-one better than the Spectre fills the niche of being a two-in-one. Interesting. So, which 
Uh, I'm looking. I'm trying to find your Spectre. Is it like the? Is there a 16 inch and a 14 inch? There is a there there is a 16. Did inch. you get the I can 14? Pull up on Best Buy if you want. I'm just uh, on the HP's website, which looks old as hell. Hey, dude, so like there are some problems <laughs> with buying a, an HP laptop. One, it's old as hell. Two, it doesn't matter because it's Windows and you can basically yeah. do whatever you want with it. All right. Um, All right. This is this. Okay, is, you got a Best Buy link. Okay, let's. Go. This is my boy, dude. All right, I'm gonna look at it on Best Buy's website for the podcast. So. Loading up here it is. So check it out. It's like uh, it's got like this uh, black and gold look. Yeah, the color is called Nightfall. So if anyone plays Destiny Two, you're probably familiar with the reference, <laughs> which I've been playing a lot of actually. No relation. I've been playing Destiny Two yeah. since the Witch Queen came out. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. Does the screen rotate when you TP mode it, dude? It does automatically. Oh. The, 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 the screen rotation is next level on this thing. Like the detection in it's fantastic. Wow. Um, HP has some nice features that 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 that, that are wrote into the BIOS. So if you want to disable them, you you honestly have to go into the BIOS to change them, which is cool because it it means they operate at a kernel level, right? right. So like, one thing it has that's really nice is it has bag detect uh, bag detection bag detection. So for those of you who don't know, like Windows laptops have notoriously bad standby time, and that's why Windows has like sleep and hibernate and all those you know wonky features. Um, uh, so what it'll do is if your laptop is out, it'll traditionally go into sleep for like, I, however long you have it set. Let's just give a, an, an arbitrary number of an hour, right? It'll sleep for an hour and then it'll go into hibernate, which is like their ultra low power mode. Right. Well, HP has a bag detect mode where it'll detect if it's in a bag and then it'll hibernate immediately. Okay. Okay. Uh, so that's a pretty cool feature. Um, that is super cool. I like that. I like that a lot. So, I mean, I'm just looking at it. It's a pretty nice uh, laptop, man. So, like, it's going to be interesting because, uh, you know, we've talked quite a bit offline. I want to just kind of tell the podcast what how I yeah. feel about it. So, first off, you know, my first impression was why'd you leave Apple? You know, because uh, their laptop game with the M1 is very strong. Uh, and you go, you go ahead and speak to that. Yeah, so, like, and, and, and maybe this is, like, an interesting like reflection period because like i still want an m1 macbook i do you know what i mean and like it's still like i'm still my period of like well do i keep this or do i just get an m1 macbook pro right and there's a few reasons why i would return it and they're not really i think valid reasons yeah okay um one i just like apple products so like i prefer apple over hp so that's just rule number one Rule number two, um, the M1 is more powerful. It just is. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, right. it's, it's just a more powerful laptop. But I don't know if I really need that power. You know what I mean? Like, like today after the podcast, I'm probably going to edit some photos on the on, on the Spectre and see how it handles yeah. photo editing because that's really what I need horsepower for on a laptop is photo editing. That's not the, the, the main thing I do on a laptop. It's right. what I do remotely that requires the most oomph, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. The screen is gorgeous. Like I like mini LED, um, but it's having OLED. an OLED without yeah. without a, a, uh, ABL is is nice, dude. It's just a nice place to be. Um, I like the three by two aspect ratio on the HP. I love that it's a touchscreen. Like um, it's gonna sound really weird, right? Because like and like this is kind of funny too because um, I love the trackpad on Apple products. Like I, I, I love the trackpad on Apple products. I, I, I think everyone does. Um, 
but I find myself using a, a combination of the Spectre, uh, uh, the Spectre's trash tr trackpad and like the, the, um, touch screen. the touchscreen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Makes so sense. like a good example is like if I go to a website, right. And there's like a, like a login button, like I'll just reach up and tap that with my finger real quick and then I'll switch back to the trackpad. You know what I mean? Like right. there are situations where I use both and it happened to me like two days at work. Uh, uh, I was editing photos on on my work M1 Max, right? And then I went to a website to log into our SharePoint to put the photos on, and I input my information, and then I just instinctively went to click log in on the screen, and nothing happened. And I felt like, like Apple, this is dumb. Like, <laughs> like just give us a touchscreen on the Mac. You know I what know. I mean? And, and and then I realized I I had to move, but but like, yeah. I was just so used to that now, right? Like, That's like it's weird. just such a nice feature that like it's not something that 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 replaces the trackpad, and or vice versa. But using them in conjunction like that is a pretty nice experience. Yeah, or like just like scrolling with your thumb, you know, like like just having your hand out and scrolling on the side of the screen is 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 is, is a super nice feature. Um, so the trackpad is definitely a pro for the Spectre. Okay, um, it does. I feel like with like my 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 typical use so far, um, the fans kick on more than they would on on an M1 Pro. Uh, so, so that's a con for the Spectre too. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of in, 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 in my pros and cons list. And as much as I love Mac OS, I do, I prefer as an operating system. I think the fact that it runs windows, um, is kind of liberating in a way. Yeah. I, I think feel that's like the there's only no... justification you have to keep it is it runs windows, you know, cause like you need windows for a lot of stuff, man. It runs everything. Like everyone's got windows software yeah. The M1, as awesome as it is, you know, it, it, the fact they got rid of boot camp support on the Macs, like, that really is crippling in a way. Because I know I used to have boot camp on my 16-inch MacBook Pro back when it was Intel. Yeah. And, like, I did use it, uh, you know, I've used it on There's occasion. There's some stuff you just need Windows for. Sometimes it's nice to be able to just dual boot into Windows, and you can't do that anymore. So that sucks. And I will say this, too. Um I think the, uh, I think the keyboard on the Spectre is better Interesting. Uh, than on the MacBook Pro, uh, but the trackpad is definitely better on the MacBook. Yeah. And, but and the typing experience, I think, is better on the, on the, on the Spectre. I'd rather type on the Spectre than on a MacBook Pro. And that's pretty impressive, so I'll give I mean, you that. That's I like not to the say MacBook the MacBook Pro, Pro is a bad game. keyboard, yeah, that's just sure. saying the Spectre's keyboard is really, really nice. Yeah. It feels like, um... Like they're obviously not individual switches, but like they have like a really like heavy actuation force that makes them feel meaty and weighty, like not like tactile then. Yeah, dude. Okay. Like they almost feel like MX Browns with like a really heavy bump. Mm. But 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 then they but when they bought them out, it's really soft and springy. Okay. Like it's it, it's just a really nice feel. Like like, like it has a really defined tactile bump. Okay. R really defined. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's really nice. It's really yeah. nice. Um. So like even now like it's it's like 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 this conversation with Apple before you now it's like oh well maybe I just get the MacBook it's on sale you know like what am I doing but at the same time I look over at it I'm like but it's so good you know what I mean like yeah my opinion on what you should have done was just keep the M1 uh, around and the MacBook Pro mm -hmm. and then just wait for the M2 Airs and then go to one yeah. of those but that was like the play that um. 
unless you know i mean unless you can really justify justify the windows experience um and you might be able to i would say like if you're gonna stay on the mac side unless you need that much power like maybe just stick with like a like a macbook pro with the yeah. m2 eventually um and then like if you don't need like the only reason I would say the M2 MacBook Pro would be where you want to be is if you want to do photo editing, editing and photo editing because the display I know in the current gen the display is brighter than the Air display can get by right. 100 nits and right. that 100 nits goes a long way when you're doing photo and video editing on it right so I think that that would be the reason to go stay with the pro line and not the air. But at the same time, those new airs, if they're going to be as sexy as the renders are kind they of, they look teasing, really sexy. Um, they kind of might be worth getting. So I don't know. I, I'm somebody that looks at it from a sex appeal perspective and I'm like, uh, uh I kind of want one. If it looks sure. like that, if they so look like, like that, here's where I'm at dude. And like, this is how my brain works. So maybe, Maybe if like some of you out there are like psychiatrists or maybe even you Eric, could kind of give uh, me some. I'm like, guilty of a lot of the same shit you are though. So. My brain is weird though. Right. Dude. Cause it's like, well now we're having this discussion about maybe, you know, we ride it out and we get the M2 air or M2 pro and stuff. I'm like, yeah. Oh, good idea. You know, I'll just route the specter. And like that, that, that sounds so like first world problems. Cause like, it's a great laptop. It like it's a great windows experience. Like to the point where, if you're out there and you absolutely can need windows for some reason you need windows and you don't need a, de a dedicated graphics card if you don't buy a specter you bought the wrong laptop right um, interesting uh and and like i've i've had the liberty of trying a ton of laptops right because of because of work and stuff you know what i mean like like uh we've had surface laptops one through four we've have we, ha we have a surface studio we have a surface hub we have a surface hub 2s we have surface pros all the way up to eight we have dell xps's um you know like 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 like, like even the new dell xps with the oled i i prefer the hp specter over that um like i've been at I, i've been fortunate enough to like get my hands on a lot of different products um and I think the, the HP Spectre is probably the best laptop I've used at, out of all of them. Uh, the only other one that I would probably like to try that I haven't yet is uh, the, the the Dell XPS uh, or, or the Dell Alienware X14. Okay. But that's if you need a dedicated graphics card, right? That's, so, that's my argument is like I wouldn't buy a Windows laptop if I didn't have dedicated graphics. Okay. But that's just me. That's because like I feel like if I had a Windows laptop, I would have Steam on it, and I'd want to have some games going on it. Yeah, like, but you could just Steam Link to it, right? It's you true, but like or, I or, or or use like Moonlight. It's true, but I don't. I would still rather have the dedicated because I like to run things locally, if I can. Um, it's just like a thing. I know we talked about streaming a lot, quite a bit. Even yeah. though in-home streaming is good, it's not as good it's as not running native. native. Right? Like, yeah. it's just not as good at running native. Like, I, I wouldn't need my Steam Deck if I could just, you know, have a my Fold with a controller clipped onto it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could, I wouldn't need the Steam Deck, but I want it because it can run stuff on board. Have you actually tried that with properly configured Moonlight? Because I haven't, but that would be an interesting experiment. Uh, no. So, on the Fold, I've done Steam Link, and it's been awesome. I, I, I love it, actually. One of these days, <laughs> one of these days, maybe our, our next bro date, we're yeah. going to set up Moonlight for you properly. and then see Well, I have Moonlight set up. It's just, 
I have to have my monitor on and I'm always like, no, you don't. No, you don't. For moonlight, you do. No, you don't. <sighs> you don't. Okay. Well, well in the past you did, and I could tell you why in the past you did and why now you don't. Okay. Because you use HDMI. DisplayPort doesn't send a signal if the monitor's off. HDMI still does. Okay. So because we use C, uh, uh, C1048s and their HDMI, you could turn the monitor off and, 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 and it still detects the display. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, man. Because like, even when I'm running Steam Link, if I have my monitor off, it won't let me access 4K. It'll like go to 1024 by 768 and Steam be Link stuck is junk. There. Don't use Steam Link. <laughs> All right, well, t- well, I'll play with Moonlight then, because I have Moonlight. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I do it on a daily basis with the monitor off. All right, well, that, if it works, then it works. I'll check it out, because I do want to see how it compares to uh, Steam Link, which is good. Steam Link's good, so I like Steam Link a lot. So, so um, for reference, I've been moonlighting to my Nvidia Shield, right? Uh, primarily because if you play Destiny, you have to buy the expansions on on every platform and i'm Stupid, not doing that yeah so i so i made it a point to get moonlight to work on my television and it works great okay. with the monitor off okay so i think you'll i think you'll be we'll pleased. talk about that later dude let's talk <laughs> about a topic All right. so uh you know we've been an hour and 21 minutes in so i want to kind of like knock out the remaining topics sure so uh let's talk about the samsung warranty issue Okay. Let's talk about that real quick because it impacts us both. It does impact us both. Yeah. So there have been a, a, a an increasingly uh, large number of complaints on our Galaxy Fold, and um, again, you know, I've, I'm fully aware that like if people have a good experience with Samsung warranty or a good experience with their Fold in general, where nothing breaks, they're probably not going to speak up about it, right? Like you're already looking at a small sample set because not everyone who has a fold is, 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 is active on Reddit. You know what I mean? Right. So you're already looking at a smaller sample set, but there have been an increasingly alarming number of cases of people who have been using their fold. And then there, there's an issue with the inner display where they just open it one day and it cracks down the seam, which in my opinion is like a known issue. You know what I mean? Like, like, right. like these things aren't perfect yet. It's a known issue. Yeah. And then they send it back to Samsung for warranty replacement, which should be covered and they're picking out like, oh, well, there's a nick on the hinge. So that's why the screen broke. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, and then they come back and say, bro, I dropped this phone like a day after I got it. That nick has been there for like eight months. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, know. that's what but I mean. like they're using literally anything without, you know, like like correlative evidence to deny warranty claims. Yeah. And, and that's super uh, worrying to me as well, because you know how like Samsung have. Uh, they're supposed to have like one free screen replacement and stuff right. like that. So like, right. why are you denying me like what I'm entitled to? Right. Right. Like, they, they've offered this. They said this is a part of the deal. Right. And then they're mm-hmm. altering the deal. And uh, that's alter it again. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I, I'm just going to show uh, a little visual for the podcast. This is my, you know, my foldy boy. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, dude, his is loved. So his is mine in. is nice, lived in, loved. And the, the thing about it is I don't rock a case and I haven't since I got it because during launch, I didn't like any of the cases. Like they sent me a free one. Yeah. It sucks. I I chucked it in my. It's in my drawer over here, never to be seen again. But if you look at the bottom of this fold, like I don't know if you can you can kind of see that, but it's kind of scraped a bit. up. Let me yeah, a little bit. Let me get the light on it, dude. Don't let my eye. Uh, 
Get your eye out of there, dude. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I see it now, Dan. Yeah, you there see, you go. Like the scrapey, the silver coming through. Yeah, you can see the paint scuffs. So that's like just the 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 minor uh, kind of damage that they would probably use to. They would uh, they, they would probably deny deny you, me based off of what I've seen. But again, you know this this is just a small sample set of probably an already small sample set, but it's still enough. For someone who is, you know, semi chicken little to always think the sky is falling to, to yeah. kind of bring it up and bring it to people's yeah. attention and say, and my screen you know, is this, definitely not in perfect condition either. I can't really show the, issue. Uh, so I'm worried about that personally. Cause I know that the interior screen on mine is fine. I still have the screen protector on. I'm thinking about peeling it. Cause I get it coming up a little bit in the top middle, but on, on the interior. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the full, on, on the top middle. Yeah. Of the full. Can you see it if you hold it up? I don't think you're going to be able to see it. Uh, on the on the camera um oh no and no, you can't really see it no um kind of moving in you can kind of see it a li- little bit but not a little really. bit there's like a little bit of a air gap there it's, you okay. can't really see it sure but um like it bothers me enough because i can see it <laughs> that right. i'm like no, about to peel that. the whole thing that. plus i got like at some point my on the screen um on my screen protector i got like a little kind of dent Dent. in the screen protector yeah i don't know if my nail nicked it or uh, i had dropped something on the screen at some point but i'm like i just want to peel see if it'll get rid of that anyway yeah i'm worried about it because like if they that's the problem with these folding phones is they're so they're they're very expensive still right so you want if it does break or you have an issue with the folding technology you want to be able to rely on Samsung to have your back. And if they, yeah. they're denying people, that's worrying. Now, I know that it no, was worrying enough to you to where you're even considering a standard phone, like the, the S22 Ultra or whatever it is. Yeah. and I, For that reason alone, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, for that reason alone. I think that's, I don't think that that's the play, though. I don't think it is either. Uh, I was talked out of it by two people now. Yeah. It's and not the play. The, the fold is just too good, man. The fold is honestly, I told it's Randy worth the risk, that it's worth the risk. If my fold breaks tomorrow, I'm getting another fold. Yeah, you know what I mean. Much. Like yeah. if 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 Samsung decides to fuck me, I'm gonna take it <laughs> because the fold's yeah. so good, dude. Like the fold's and, crazy. And good. I mean, I'm gonna be pissed at Samsung. Don't get me wrong. And I'm gonna be up their shit. Like if they decide to try and warranty deny me, I'm gonna be like pretty upset with them, and I'm gonna be like pushing, you know, pushing them like yo, it's rightfully so, rightfully, rightfully so. so, right. And that's my responsibility to do that, uh, to make sure that I'm getting the warranty that I'm promised. So, you know, but at the same time, like I I definitely, if there was a reasonable, if it was like, say I was at fault, right? Like say I dropped it, it got fucked up and Samsung didn't want to do nothing to it. I'd be like, all right, you know, that's, that's on me. You know, I gotta, I gotta own that. If you just unfold and yeah, if I just unfold and it cracks, I'm going to be like, yo, Samsung, what the hell? And then I'm going to have them fix it. But yeah, let's just say I'm looking at the Fold 4 with great anticipation because... Especially because of the rumors with the stronger UTG or whatever. Yeah, they're talking about it maybe even being thinner. It's going to be better screen. Um, I'm like, yeah, dude, that's all I don't wins. want it to be thinner. I want a bigger battery. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what people are like worried about is if, okay, make it thinner, but like don't compromise the battery. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of am and happy with the Especially if size. I make it thinner and put an S Pen silo in it. Yeah, how are you going to do that? The battery's going to die. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of want the, I want the S Pen built in. I have mine right here because I, I keep it at my desk and I, I actually use it. I like using it. 
I um, use it all the time. Um, I just wish it was with I, me. I take notes on it, like, a lot, yeah. actually. Uh, I take notes on the, on the inner display all the time. Uh, I have the S Pen Pro, though. Okay. Like, the like the bigger one. Yeah. Uh, and I just put it in my pocket with, like, where my where my work keys are on my knife. Okay. So my, so, so my front left pocket is my phone, and then my front right pocket is my S Pen, my keys for work, and my knife. Okay. So I always have it on me anyway. Like, 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 like that's my that's my workaround, right? Like, I don't need it to be in the phone if it's in my pocket. You know, Facts. it'd be nice to be in the phone. It's nice to have, but it's not like a deal breaker for me. To me, it's that kind of like quick access, like blam. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I got you just it. pull out one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is quicker. Yeah. It definitely is quicker. That would be like sure. the, like I never had a note. Like Amanda had one for a short while, mm-hmm. and like I always envied it. I always envied it. It's I want, cool, I right, want dude? the internal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm just, I want it. And plus, uh, it has that like clicky top, dude, to fidget with, dude. Yeah. And I'm a, f- I need fidget, man. Yeah. It's the, uh, I don't know if it's the ADHD or what. Yeah. I <laughs> but I need too, the, dude. I need to yeah. occupy the hands. So, yeah, it'd be nice to have. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, hopefully, the fold four, hopefully, it nails. But anyway, I'm, Samsung I'm warranty, it, dude. dude. I'm getting it, too. Hopefully, hopefully. I mean, I don't know if it's just a, a vocal minority, but hopefully, we don't have to deal with it. We'll, we'll yeah. keep the podcast yeah. up to date if we do. Yeah. I mean, there were a few people who say that like the Samsung trade-in would like, they would send them a perfect phone and then it would get denied. But like, I've sent them like four things to Samsung and like everyone was like, oh, here you go. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. That's why it's I'm fine. not too so, yeah. worried about it personally. Yeah. Like if I run into it, yeah, then I'll start to worry about it. But I'm yeah. not going to like take somebody else's bad experience and then and, like and, and, and suddenly and then, No, that makes them. sense. That makes sense. You know, because like I don't know the sure. full story. That's just one right. side of it. That might be a vocal minority. I don't know. So. Mm-hmm. But anyway, let's move on to the next topic, man. What's yeah. the? I got two more things on the the list here. I got a Galaxy okay. Book Two, and I got a Steam Deck. We you, probably. I don't know a whole lot about the Galaxy Book Two because, like, no, because like re- reviewers don't have it yet. Let's drop it until and we got more pre-orders info go live tomorrow for it. Okay. Uh, so I can just like give you a quick. 30,000 foot view of it. Um, it's basically Samsung's new laptop that does the 360 convertible, uh, convertible thing where, where like the screen flips back. Mm. It runs Windows. Uh, it's the first, I believe, if not the second uh, consumer laptop that uses the U SKU for 12th gen, so the lower powered one, mm. not the H1 that's in like the X14 and stuff. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm pretty excited to see what it looks like. Um, yeah, benchmarks are kind of good, kind of not good. I want to see performance uh, per watt. I don't know what power. that is, but yeah. uh, I've seen it compared to the chip that's 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 in my Spectre 360. Mm. So single core is the same. Okay. Uh, the the uh, Intel Xe GPU is the exact same. That's unchanged. So single core, uh, uh, Cinebench score. And GPU score is the exact same if you got the, if you own a, a 11th gen Tiger Lake U refresh laptop from mid 2021. Uh, but where it does pick up all, all, almost 50% is in multi-core. Interesting. Okay. So, um, so my current SKU, the 1195G7, which is the highest Tiger Lake U chip, I think it's like 49.93 in Cinebench on multi-core. And the, um, the uh the 12th gen thing gets uh six or seven thousand so for so it's 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 basically two thousand points more in uh two thousand points more in multi-core and single core and, and graphics performance are the same so. okay okay 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. We'll see. I, I, I haven't really looked at any Samsung laptop offerings ever, so I don't think I would get one. Um, just because I, 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 I mean, I could be totally off base on this, but they just look cheap. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So it doesn't really with the Galaxy yeah. Book Two. Then, then it doesn't excite thing. me. So. Yeah. So, so yeah, looks good. I, just I mean, wanted to touch on it that that pre-orders are coming out tomorrow. That's all. No. I mean, uh, next podcast, if there's something interesting after it comes out, we'll we'll yeah. touch on it. Last topic, Steam Deck. So, Steam Deck, man. Shocker, right? Steam Deck. We talk about it every time. Every podcast. But that's because it's exciting. It's a new hardware category, basically, uh, at least in this price range. And Windows drivers came out. So, a lot of people were talking about Steam Deck and it running Windows. Uh, have you consumed any of that content regarding Windows um, on it? Two videos. Two videos. That's Two videos and enough. a and a article that showed how Valve's compatibility layer. Uh, what well, one has touched on it too, but I read an article on it about how Valve's Proton compatibility layer actually made Elden Ring run better. Yeah, so, so it's wild. So Elden Ring does run better on uh, Steam OS on the deck through the Proton compatibility layer. That's pretty cool, and it's because of uh, you know, Elden Ring's a DirectX 12 game. And they didn't, I don't know what happened with Elden Ring where they didn't program the shader caching correctly, but that's what happens on the desktop. But thankfully, thanks to Proton and uh, features within Vulkan API after the conversion, they were able to cache, uh, basically do the shader cache themselves. So Valve was like, yeah. we can shader cache. So they basically fixed Elden Ring for uh, the per so the performance dips on uh, SteamOS, that's awesome. So, is this something that Valve did specifically, or is it just a byproduct of how the the, compa the compatibility layer works? I think they actually tuned it specifically okay. because okay. when Elden Ring first uh, came out, right, and people mm -hmm. were putting it on the Steam Deck, it had the same performance problems okay. that uh, they had the same problems that uh, Windows did. So they went and tuned. I don't know what they did within Proton or their. I think they're sure. using something within Vulkan um, to do the caching. They turned some feature on, and then suddenly it's good now. And I think that's that, pretty cool. Isn't that typical of From Software, though, where they release a game, don't fix it, and then the community has to fix it? Yeah, I mean, that's been kind of the thing with From Software, especially their PC ports. Uh, people have always criticized their PC ports, it seems like, and uh, whenever another studio ports their stuff, like I think another studio did the remaster for Dark Souls 1, or like uh, another studio made like the uh, Demon Souls remaster on the PS5, but that's a whole different story. But mm -hmm. like it seems like how come these third-party studios can do it better than like the internal big dog. I don't oh, know. okay, okay. I just think because it's funny when you said that. I was like, man, w where are you going with that? Because like the PS5 Demon Souls it's is amazing. Good. It's, it's so, so good. good dude. It looks yeah, better dude. than Elden Ring does. It looks way better than Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, it so blows my mind. That's dude. what I mean. It's like it's like they. I don't know what it is, but I feel like FromSoft, like they get the art design really on point, but the technology they never really yeah. have. Like yeah, they never really like, know the technology it, as well as they should. It's like they spend all their money on people who can draw. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. Like, like creative visionaries who, yeah. who could draw. And Which then, we like, love all them for that. Was like, oh well, we got Billy from processing. He I could, know he could put it in the engine. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean. 
Yeah. Dude, that's what I mean. It's like they have such good art direction, gameplay, and everything. Great art direction. Yeah. They have great level design, but then the technology, they just can't nail it. And uh, no. so that's what's wrong with FromSoft. It's like, dang it, dude. Like, get it right. But that's why people, you know, a lot of people were criticizing Elden Ring's graphics. And I'm like, okay, graphically, fidelity wise, it could be much better. But yeah. like, art design is where Elden Ring shines. But um, anyway, that's yeah, a whole other tangent, dude. The Steam yeah. Deck, it's just fascinating. That yeah. uh, that Valve has tuned Elden Ring specifically to run way better on the deck than it, it even does on Windows, I, and that's fantastic. I did see a video, and I wanted to get your take on it. Um, it seems like um, seems like those fans get pretty loud in Steam Deck under some. Oh uh, yeah, some, I'll some admit, scenario. you know, I've seen in several review videos they criticize the fans. They even say so much as. This isn't something you'd want to play in the bed next to your sleeping yeah. wife. And yeah. I'm like, dang, that's, it doesn't pass the wife that's, test. That's what I saw was like, was like, you still may want to keep your switch for that reason alone. I was like, dang, that's And I was like, uh-oh. Yeah, that's a <laughs> big I mean? problem yeah. almost. Like, yeah. you know, and one of the things I'm kind of wondering, and this is like, just because of this specific problem, I was wondering if anyone puts liquid metal on this, if it'll be better. Huh. I'm just saying, like, what if you uh, open it up, you know, you do a yeah. little uh, liquid metal job on it. Maybe you get a little bit of thermal connectivity Gum improvements. It up, yeah, think about, like, what if that happened, you well, know? Well, someone also pointed out, and, like, I don't know how, how the Steam Deck is laid out, but, like, you've delitted a CPU before, right? Yes. And, okay, fun. so, like, I've delitted my 8086K. Okay? okay. And I actually had to get clear nail polish. To put around all the transistors that were around the processor, but you not did on it the die. Safe then, yeah. Yeah, did you not do it that way? Uh, no. Okay, so I used clear nail polish all over my actual <laughs> PCB substrate. Okay, around just in the, case the liquid metal moved. Right. Yeah. So people are saying that, like, because of the Steam Deck's you know portability, handhold nature, that liquid metal may not be an option because it's going to move. Mm, well. I don't know. It depends, right? Like that's I, valid. I, I I I mean, I that's mean, when I, saw that, I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna nail polish the hell yeah, out of this I thing. Yeah, I know. I knew <laughs> that was your first thing. Yeah, you're just gonna yeah. seal it up. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm just gonna just gonna nail Who polish cares? this thing to death, yeah. dude. No, yeah. I get it. No, I get. I totally get it. No, I mean that might be the way to go. Like, I didn't nail p- polish personally because, like, I was just like, oh, I'll just I'll, I'll be uh. I'll just use just enough of the liquid metal, right? Like I didn't right. want to like right. put a blob on there and have it yeah. sploosh. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to do thin, thin. It was $3. So I was like, you know what? I'll do it for three bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know? I was just worried about like, am I like adding a thermal blanket to my chips? Like, you know what I mean? Like I was just yeah. kind of worried about that kind of stuff. Not really a problem in, in practice, but it's just one of those things that I think about. But yeah, clear nail polish or, or some sort of surface layer, you could definitely do that. I'm yeah. worried. Yeah, I'm hoping the Steam Deck isn't as loud as people say it is, but I don't know. I don't know. That's my biggest concern right now, in all honesty, is, is just noise. Volume. Yeah. yeah. I get it. And like, for me, it's not going to be too big of an issue, right? Like, I got ambient noise all over me. I got a mini fridge over there that's making noise. I t- have to unplug it whenever I film um, with my camera. And because it's really, I can hear it. Yeah. Well, I'm recording with the, uh, deity mic. Right. And that's picking up so much. Like I got a freaking plane going off right now. Pisses me off. 
um, <laughs> I'm like, it picks up all that noise. So I'm pulling and going. I yeah, to. I'm like, what the hell? Like when I bought this house, I made sure I was in like a no fly zone, like <laughs> because like that is a problem around me. I go got like fly th- elsewhere, dude. I dude. got like three airports around me, dude. If you're in the wrong, if you go into an area, like if you buy a house in the wrong area, dude, you're gonna have planes going off all day. Like near my work, there's like mm-hmm. the, the freaking, um, it's like the air force are like flying over. Sure. Like all day, man. They're doing like, you got like, uh, what the hell are the fucking fighter jets going over me, dude? All day. They're loud. Anyway. So <laughs> I don't want to live near that. I, I lived right. in, I, I was in my brother's apartment for a short t- time when I got back here from Hawaii and like, it was just planes all day, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So anyway, what the hell were we talking about? Steam deck being loud. Steam dude. decks loud. I don't think it'll be a problem, but it's loud definitely going to be louder than a Switch. Is it going to be as loud as, like, uh, a Surface Book 2? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's loud, dude. That thing is loud for no reason. Yeah. I have a Surface Book 3 on my desk at work, and that thing will just... I, I won't be touching it, and it'll just start whirring, yeah. dude. It just <laughs> ramp out of nowhere, and you're like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, dude. Nothing, I, dude. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen people limit the TDP on the uh, Steam Deck because it has a little slider for it. I'm wondering, oh, is it really? Yeah, it does. It's huh. really cool. I was like, maybe if I just, like, limit... Huh. I was like, why can't Actually, I do that on my MacBook Pro 14 so I can get more battery life? Just slider limit my TDP on my shit. You, you know you can do that on a Windows laptop. Oh, can you? Well, I mean, of course you can, dude. Well, I don't know. Like, can you actually do like a TDP cap, or is it like a like? So it's not like Windows power saving mode. It's like no. I so like, control. so like, you could download like 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 Intel XTU for example, and just undervolt it. Okay. Through XTU. Okay. But that's like the same thing, right? Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't. Less know voltage is. is less power, right? Yeah, but like also, if you undervolt it, you you run into stability problems because it doesn't, it doesn't let you, it doesn't like throttle itself down. You know what I mean? I I, I think that uh, you like can make crash. your own profile, right? Where like, is it not going to crash if you like don't give it enough juice for the fucking? Yeah, but like undervolting has been around for years, right? Like you're not gonna get a lot, right? But you may get some. Okay. But 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 to your point, I mean, you could also just dial back clock frequencies and dial back, um, voltage at the same time. Okay. Yeah, like like you can make your own profile, dude. Yeah, I, you know that might be the case. Yeah, that's fine. But I just think it's cool the Steam Deck can do it with the. Like, I think the it's cool slider. that I think it's cool that TDP makes it more streamlined. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? Um. Can you use can you use like any display with the same deck? That, uh, yeah, so you can use dongles, right? Like people are using. There's no dock right now, so people are using just USB C normal dongles like with n- HDMI. Normal out. dick dongles. Yeah, That's and they're working. Cool. And people That's are cool. uh, use like uh, you know the d- desktop mode, and they've been able to do all kinds of cool stuff with it: keyboard, mouse, all that. It's just really cool. I've seen people on Reddit, you know, doing it. I, I love that. As I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's, that's it's gonna cool. let me use Linux more, which is a big plus for me. I've been wanting to yeah. use Linux a lot more, trying to phase out Windows eventually, um, and like getting really good at Linux is a part of that process. And I think the Steam Deck is gonna be the gateway for that for me. Like I have Linux in a lot of my. I have I run Linux uh, VMs. I got Linux at work on a lot of stuff, but I don't use it for mm-hmm. everything. You know, I use it for like key specific tasks right. and that's it it's, it's a specific tool for you it's not right but you're, I, you're, you're i want to change that like i want to try and make it into something that i use on the regular if possible to like replace 
what I do on Windows. So the Steam Deck might right. allow me to do that. I don't know. It's going to be cool to try. It may. It may allow you to do that. You know, at least partially, you know. So the Steam Deck, uh, yeah. So real quick, talk about Windows on it. So the Windows GPU drivers, I don't think all the drivers are there. People are saying that the sound drivers aren't all there yet. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, I, I don't know if the speakers or the headphone jack doesn't work yet, something like that. But so, the GPU drivers are there, so people are benchmarking. I so. will say, too, that um, I, every article I've seen says that, like, running Windows on the Steam Deck takes away, like, the soul of the Steam Deck, and you shouldn't do it. Yeah, so they're right. So there's a couple things that Windows, uh, by running it, you take away features that you would have had if you ran SteamOS. One of mm-hmm. them is the instant sleep and wake. Um, the way SteamOS works is like if you're playing a game and you sleep your device and then you wake it, you'll resume where you were left off. And that's something that Windows just can't do. Sure. Windows just can't do it. If you, Have you ever tried to like go to sleep like while oh, playing yeah, a game? Miserable. It yeah, might work. Miserable. But it also might just break your game. My, my experience with that is it will work for like up to five minutes. Yeah. And then like any period of time longer than five minutes, you forget it. Yeah. Steam is uh, like the Steam OS. It's way better with that experience. Like it's been tuned specifically to enable a console like experience when it comes to sleeping and waking. Now that's really cool. That's really the advantage of steam. That's super cool. That's super cool. Yeah. That's like an actual concrete pro that it has over windows. And another thing is the performance. People are saying though under windows, you actually are getting less performance in your games than you would in steam OS, which is pretty crazy because these games are designed for windows. It might be, there might be more to that story, um, but like as to why what it's you, happening, what do you, what you, what do you think that is? Do you have a, a um, theory? okay. It might be that either the driver, the windows drivers just aren't tuned, right? Like they're not really optimized. It could be windows overhead, but I, I don't think that is entirely true because sure. you know, it, windows doesn't provide like that much over, like it's, it's overhead, but it's not like a boatload of overhead just like a base install so like you ought to get like similar performance um but like the performance increases you're seeing under steam os versus windows are actually kind of big bigger than you'd expect so and i i can't really explain it other than saying it just feels off like something feels weird to get that 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 much less performance especially because proton is translating these like DirectX 12, DirectX 11 sure. instructions into Vulkan instructions. You would think the overhead from that would cause SteamOS to even yeah. be worse, but it's not. So yeah. it's like, well, that's really weird. So I feel like that maybe the, just the Windows drivers aren't really hitting like they should be, but maybe there's more to it. What do you think? Uh, that that was kind of the route I was taking, right? Uh, also, um, I'm not sure too much or, 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 or know too much about this APU, mm. but I'm sure it was kind of, you know, I'm pretty sure that SteamOS was probably designed to work with it, almost like an Apple product would be my guess. Yeah. It's like Valve co-designed case, it with AMD, yeah. right? Like, like the actual silicon has the Valve logo on it. Right. That's valid. So like they've tuned SteamOS so well that it can really utilize the hardware where to its fullest. And they didn't really, like, obviously we have the Windows drivers for the Steam Deck. That's cool. But they're not, like, a priority. 
That was just mm-hmm. something that they gave as a bonus. Like, yo, you need to run Windows for whatever reason. Like, we'll let you. But we don't really support it. Like, officially, they don't support it. They're not going to help you with it. They offer it, but, like, you're on your own. And but it's cool that they offer it, right? It Maybe? is. It, like, that's a huge uh, breath of fresh air because, like, no one else would do that. Like, no one yeah. else would do that. They do it. And that's cool because, like, the people that want to play Destiny 2 and that's their game and they really want to play it, they're not going to be able to play it over Who Proton. Who plays that, though, dude? <laughs> Who does? Not me. But you, you do. Should. And uh, you say it's really good, and I'm sure there's people, like, if, if your favorite game can only be played under Windows, I don't blame you for putting it on there, but you're going to have to deal with the negatives that come along with running Windows on the Steam Deck. You lose the ability to do your fast sleep and, and wake. Um, you lose, uh, you're probably going to burn more power. Be, well, it's, right. I mean, the TDP is the TDP, right? But you're going to be um, less efficient. Because of Windows overhead and the driver just not being optimized, it seems like, for, for what you're getting on Windows because of the performance decrease. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. There's other cons, too, like the mouse situation and the keyboard situation, like the on-screen keyboard doesn't really work. It looks, why, it, it looks jank compared yeah, to... Uh, it becomes really jank because, like, you have to have Steam running or it just don't pop up. So there might be occasions where you need to use a keyboard and mouse. Like, sometimes the trackpad's the mouse. Sometimes sure. the joystick's the mouse. There's, like, it's just not a clean experience. You're going to have to deal with, like, the typical Windows PC user jank. You're not going to get that console-like experience that you might be wanting out of a Steam Deck if you use Windows. It's just going to be... But, like, a lot of people are going to be able to deal with that. Like, you and I, we could probably fiddle with it. Oh, crap, we got to plug in a keyboard, whatever. We'll do it real quick. But, like, a lot of people might just not do that. And I don't recommend they do unless they really need to. I I don't even want to run Windows on it. So, I mean, I might. I might put Windows on it. I'm not going to put Windows on it at all. Like, that's that's not even an option for me. I'm, but again, you know, I might get curious. I might get curious and put it on like a micro SD because you can you can do that. I think. Can uh, you boot from that though? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. People are saying you could. So, uh, that's if that's cool. the case, then I would just put Windows on a micro uh, SD card and then slap sure. that bitch with Windows and then just run run it on that. Because like people are saying that the the micro SD cards actually the like the speeds on it are not too crappy. Like, uh, right. Surprisingly, right. it's not impacting, uh, performance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh no, we both have, <laughs> we both have camera battery problems, dude. Uh oh. Anyway, let's wrap it up then. Cause yeah, dude, uh, wrap that up, let's dude. wrap it up, dude. I, I wish I, my camera would overheat right now. It'd be funny. <laughs> It'd be the perfect ending. It'd be the perfect ending. The here. swan song. Yeah. Anyway, let me wrap this up, dude. So, um, I think we're done anyway, right? I, yeah, you're done anyway. Let's wrap this baby up. Um, Anyway, thanks for watching and listening to the Technostatic Podcast. It's been another sweet week. We're going to come back at two weeks from now. It's going to be every two weeks on Wednesdays when we're going to record them, hopefully publish them. We'll see. And uh, check check us out on technostatic.com. That's where we're at. We have uh, all of our contact info on there, and you can check out our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe if you want to see more. And we'll see you guys next two weeks on the podcast. Later, boys.